1: Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's
3: the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the QS Militia with Sean and Joe. Homeboy is on the run to grab that thing. I was. At Q Militia on the socials. Go there, join the Militia. Live on Twitter X Spaces for the final segment of most shows. We'll see how it goes today. I'm not real sure. I'm feeling it after the 40-7 to 7 loss, uh, slaughter yesterday, debauchery. Um, That's I, why I was
1: y- questioning. I didn't even know if this. Joe didn't even would, want
3: to do a podcast today. He said, let's skip it. So, uh,
1: I was joking, but I was more or less talking about <laughs> cracking the can. I didn't know if I wanted to do a can crack because I don't know if, if that game deserved it. But, you know.
3: I, it's not the game that deserves it. It's It's the show and the listeners that deserve it. Which
1: is why I ran to, you know...
3: Grab a beer. Yeah. Uh, It's tough. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, that was was bad. (laughs) That was bad. I mean, I don't know... You know, I don't know...
1: I felt for you, man. I mean, I felt for all of Orange Nation, obviously, (laughs) but, you know... It's like, you made the trip, and, you know, then I see your... I see your picture with Cole. Yeah, you your your son taking a picture with Otto and you said it was a $560. Uh
3: it's the only thing worth going there for, unfortunately. <laughs> Kids been trying may. to get a picture with Otto for a couple of years. So, uh you know, it's always worth it for me to go and support my team. Yeah. Especially on the road, it's always worth it. It was, you know, when the game wasn't great. I had a snotty little shit student behind me that was purposefully trying to egg me on, mm. and you know, it's just a disrespectful little punk. And um, so that made things a little bit more difficult for me. But at <sighs> the end of the d- at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, you know, going there and and hanging out and you know, just just having the just having the, the opportunity to be able to do it, I mean, it is what it is, you know, a little road trip, a little day trip, and um, being I'm just glad that I'm able to do stuff like that physically yeah. and monetarily, and th- that's, that's really all that matters. You know, I had the family with me and my son's girlfriend, so, I mean, look, you ain't going to win them all. You just don't want to get your asses handed to you. That's the difference.
1: Yeah, that too.
3: So, you want to like,
1: have a good outing, right? Well, so.
3: When we talked about, when we did our final score predictions in the last show, we talked about, you know, I, I know that I mentioned it's a homer pick. Like, I'm going to preface this pick like it's a homer pick. I didn't feel great about it, but I thought that Syracuse had a shot, like a legit shot. Right. And, you know, either when we got off uh, after the show or sometime after or something, we were both just on the same page as like, we just hope it's close. And, you know, we couldn't even get that. So UNC is not ranked 14th because they suck at football. Um, I do think that our, um, like my buddy who was there is a UNC fan, and I I concur, you know, he says, y'all's offense is making our defense look good. And and when you talk about a, you know, a, a very middle-of-the-pack kind of defense with a high-powered offense, and the defense is able to do that to us, that's kind of, that's kind of like the cudgel that we got beat with yesterday.
1: Yeah, and and we talked about that, right? Was that, you? I mean, we lose Gadsden, you lose Isaiah Jones, even though I know that he played a couple snaps, but... Uh, yeah, th- th- this kind of happens when we get these injuries, and it's like it's it's not that difficult for a defense to scheme. Like, okay, we'll stop straight or stop the run game, and you know, just make sure that you that you have somebody that just basically follows them around, right? And you know, they closed every single you know lane, running lane, and, and they were getting pressure with four p- players uh, just rushing, so very very difficult and our receivers didn't seem to get a lot of separation get open Garrett didn't have a lot of time our running game really never started I mean it was really just the worst that I've seen that offense all year and uh I mean you got to give credit to the North Carolina defense a little bit because they schemed it and you know obviously coming off of a bye you know they got to watch us play against Clemson and they saw what didn't work against them and how they stopped us and you know fresh off a of bye week and then you know 2 days before the game we find out that they get Tez Walker back which i think kind of probably throw a little bit of momentum out there because you know everyone now they're like okay we got a shot we get another guy out there and
3: well, they I had a that, shot they mean they had a shot before that well I, I, they did have a
1: shot before that but i think they didn't that's just another shot in the arm of a you know okay let's go
3: Tez, Tez Walker's let's go right yeah well maybe right but not a huge factor in the game other than no. maybe other than maybe the the, the camaraderie and just the finally you know this has been a kind of a, a question mark over over everybody's heads in North Carolina since the beginning of the year and then yeah. you know he got the he got the ovation from the fans you know obviously it was um felt throughout the not just the building but they building up Tez to Walker, the game yeah
1: there was there was t-shirts out there I saw a whole bunch of fans uh that were tailgating they had the Tez Walker t-shirts and Everything like that. And then again, too, you never know. I mean, obviously, you get the team, the team wants to play well, but there's always competition within a team, right? And you just went from a whole bunch of receivers that didn't think he was playing all year and thought they had their positions and roles pretty much locked up to now, okay, the best receiver's back. It's probably going to take him a week or two to get back in there, but. This also was kind of a shot in the arm for those guys, right? Because now they're fighting for their roles because they know that Tez Walker's back. So, a couple of those receivers that, you know, I mean, yeah, we knew about Nate and and everything like that. But, um, Pager, like, I I hadn't really seen him have a big game and he all year and he stepped up and had a big game. So, some of those receivers just probably wanted to show out and and show that prove that they belong because they got another receiver in that room that's going to be taking snaps and targets away from them. So,
3: um, Yeah, I agree. Anyways, before we say any more, (sighs) there is a montage. The montage is kind of long. It's focused for about four minutes in one area. And I think that area, despite the fact that I believe it does not change the outcome of the game, I think needs to be talked about. And that's what we shall do. So here's what Coach had to say following the game.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, a fantastic football team. My hat tips to Mac Brown. I mean, that's a good football team. Fantastic on offense, fantastic on defense, and uh, they're going to go a long way. They're 14th in the country. They're probably going to be in the top 10 somewhere, and uh, we've got a, a heck of opponent coming up next. That's probably, you know, a lot of people would say better. I'm not in. A, I'm not in a position to say anything about anybody's team right now, but uh, we'll come out and uh, we'll fight and we'll be ready questions
4: can you just kind of walk us through that whole blocked punt into the call there and you coming out all the way pretty much to midfield to get them to then review that just talk us through how that went on your end and and kind of just deciding to review it in the end
2: um i had a very good angle on that play even though it was on the far side of the field and uh I felt like the ball carrier had the ball in his left hand and I did not feel like he hit the 42 yard line. I asked them, I said, I I asked them, they said, well, I said, you guys, he didn't make the 42. And they said, let's see where the mark is. And they marked it as a first down. I said, you guys, he did not make the 42. They said, coach, we're reviewing it. Uh, They took it up and they reviewed it. And then they said, coach, we reviewed it and he did make the 42. And I said, you guys, he did not make the 42. And they said, coach, well, We reviewed it. And I said, well, I'm gonna challenge it anyway. And they said, coach, we've already, you're gonna just, we've already reviewed it. And I said, I wanna challenge it anyway. I want it in the record that I challenged that that didn't make the 42 yard line. When I challenged it, they reviewed it for like, and then came back and told me, instead of saying he made the 42 yard line, their statement was, we do not have the camera angle to reverse the call on the field, which was totally different. And what they told me the first time, they told me that the first time I'd have never used a timeout. They didn't have the camera angle. What they told me was he made the mark. That's what they continually told me. And I said he did not make the mark. So that was the conversation and that's how it ended.
4: Did you have someone up in the box calling down to you too, like that they had seen it on the replay and that encouraged it? Or was it all just based on what you had seen? Other
2: people in the box were saying that, but I had a good view on it. You know, it's sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. I had a good view on it, so it would, it really didn't matter what they said. I felt like that should be challenged. I had a good view of it.
4: And then did you, did you, were you influenced into challenging it at all just based off the fact that you hadn't challenged that targeting call last week? Like, did you feel like you needed to prove any sort of point this week Challenge? No, I
2: don't it? do stuff like that. It comes, it comes down to believing in what you saw. I challenged two plays in the Army game where both calls were challenged and we won both calls and no one wrote about that. But I had saw those calls, I had a good feel for it. I had good eyes on that and uh, I didn't need to listen to anyone else, so. So first of all, where were you standing for that play? You can go back and look the film. I was probably right close to the line of scrimmage. And um, they, if they
3: say that they've already reviewed it, and like obviously understanding that you're not gonna take um, everybody's word at what they say, why do you need them to, like, they already said they reviewed it. Why do you need it on record that you
2: challenge it? Because I want them to understand that I know they're wrong. There's rights and there's wrongs. Will you guys tell me, well, did he make it or not? You guys had TV. Now you guys don't want to talk, but you want me to talk.
4: I didn't think I don't so. <laughs> <I> didn't think <laughs> Thank
2: so. you, Emily. Sparrow
4: came in from the side oh, and he, like, dude's foot might have been over the line, but what we saw on TV, Did not seem like he...
2: The ball was in his his left hand. Am I right in remembering that?
4: I believe so. His
2: back hand with his front hand going forward.
4: The sideline
2: kind of like this. Yeah, okay. Well, it's on record now.
4: Garrett, once again, just looked a little out of sorts, just was making some hesitant decisions, didn't seem to be fully committed in some spots. I'm just curious how you evaluate him through two weeks and if there's any concern that he hasn't been able to kind of get the ball rolling against these types of teams.
2: Again, I, I think we got to go back and watch the tape. I'm always going to say that, but you you guys, it's more to that. There's more people, there's been more heat. The, the pockets has been collapsing. The DBs are closer to the receivers. There's a lot that goes into that stuff about making that decision. So I wouldn't just want to put it on one person, especially someone as good as Garrett. Uh, in the third quarter, I believe it
4: was the third quarter, fourth and one, you guys go for it, false start, fourth and six. You just talked through the decision to punt there. We territory. have to punt
2: there. The first downs, the way we're moving the ball. Yeah, we'll go for it on fourth and one. We are, we're good on fourth and one and let's go. But it's the difference between fourth and one and fourth and six on that defense. And then you still have an opportunity to pin, pin them down. I don't know where the punt went. Did it go inside the five? I
4: know that drive was inside the 15.
2: Yeah, so now we've got an opportunity maybe get a three and out. Is that the one where the ball tipped up and the guy ended up running it for a touchdown? Yes. Yeah which means we jumped and uh, gave them a, an extra five. I can't remember all the stuff. Yeah, so it still worked out and uh, in their favor. So it, it was a decision, but we'd have went forward on fourth and one, fourth and six, we can't. Not against those guys. And we, we got an opponent that's better That's better than both of those guys. And you know, when you've been in a fight and you got beat up and then you get in your next fight and you get beat up again, whoa. You know, but the bottom line is we got to fight. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen next week. They're really good. And, uh, you know, we're going to go all the way down there, and they're going to have a huge crowd, and we're going to have to see how we, do, how we do. But we'll show up.
3: Well, that has yet to be determined. And, look, we're going to start this backwards and, and then hit up the, uh, the block punt call, if you will. Um, so the, the punt down, what, 30-7? to 7? something like that, if I remember right. Yeah, ended up being a touchdown anyway. Uh, It was a false start. And look, plenty of times Syracuse shot themselves in the foot, okay? But uh, um, a false start going forward on fourth and one, and you end up fourth and six, and then they were about midfield. They end up punting the thing. I understand the thinking behind it, but also, like, it's 30-7. to 7, And I'm not sure if a punt pinning them down <laughs> towards their end zone is really going to matter. At the end of the day, what matters more? Like, you have not something in the bag for that type of situation. It's a desperation moment. you just got to get six, seven yards. I, I don't know. And, and, and look, I'm not a coach. But just pure... Like, you know, my train of thought would be we have to make something happen. So the strategy to me is a no-brainer. It sucks, but you have to try something there. And if you, and if you fail, you fail. You already yeah. failed because it was fourth and one, now it's fourth and six.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, considering the score, the time of the game, and the fact that it is one of... Th- the very few times that we actually had it across their 50-yard line.: Yeah, that was I mean, I think I stood up and actually
3: like, You screamed obscenities. There's children around.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just playing You did, but it's okay.
1: No, yeah, I mean, it's essentially, to me it was like, not to say again. But they're going to come back. But it was basically just throwing in throwing the white the white flag. The it white seemed towel, you like know what they mean? were just like, trying
3: to limit the bleeding. Like we don't want to give them the ball here. Like you have no, I have no faith in what this offense is going to be able to do against this defense. And I just want to, I just want to make it forty more yards harder for them to come down and score.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
3: <laughs> I mean, you know, and and you heard that was the tip pass. In which uh, Elijah Clark went right between his hands. Yeah. He had that. I mean, he did. He He did. You know? Uh, It just just happens. Nothing nothing went... Nothing went right. Right, exactly. Um, But with that said, if you got a criticism for Coach, that would be it. Clearly just outmatched. And, you know, Garrett Schrader, and we can talk, and the question was related to Garrett Schrader and how he struggled the past two weeks, okay? But... The fact of the matter is, glaringly yesterday, and look, I didn't have a great angle of everything, um, but it seemed to me that Garrett Trader had zero time. There was no separation on the receivers, Amari Hatcher did a fantastic job for for his part in his 85 yards. But other than that, it was bad. You know, uh, and I'm not trying to pick, but Alford, first pass Garrett throws the game, it hits Alfred in the chest, and he drops it. Um, And that would end up being a three and out the second drive, Look Allen loses two yards on first down that set up another three and out. And then the, the Schrader's trying to make something happen on third and five. And then he fumbles the ball. They, they end up recovering it, but it was just like, it was the disaster zone. And I just, you know, the offensive line Schrader's got no time. I don't know. um, There's plenty of blame to go around. I mean, Schrader, he, he made mistakes too. Um, right. Obviously, and I'm not pointing out any one particular position or anything like that, but I'm just saying that Syracuse has got to get over the threshold of when we go to predict these games preseason. I look at a schedule before I've ever seen anybody play, and I've I've just got this whole thing chalk right now. I mean, I mean, I see him going four and eight. I don't see him going to Florida State and and, and winning in Tallahassee. I ain't got a snowball's chance in hell of doing that right now, in my opinion. Anything can right. happen, but that's just how I feel. It's like mm-hmm. at some point, Syracuse has got to step up and they've got to win these games that they're not supposed to win. It's just frustrating because right. it's like you can't always just win the games that you probably should win and then just not show up to everything else. And it takes a team effort. The, the, the defensive line got no penetration on Drake. Drake may have all day. I mean, it was so frustrating. I could have jumped over the wall and ran on the field to sack him before anyone, anyone <laughs> on our defensive line ever had a chance. You True. know, I'm just saying. So, and when we did get there, he ran. And he, yeah, and he completed. What was he? He was something ridiculous 33, 33 or 47, 47 for 442, 442 yards. Yeah, yeah. just mm-hmm. short of his record. And they pulled him out. He probably could have got it. They pulled him but, out um, because they didn't want to run up the score, just trying to be respectful. And, um, and, and, you know, I mean, whatever. I mean, why not just go for the record at that point, in my opinion? I mean, yeah. I, I had already cried all my tears. Uh, and so it was, it, it was you know, it, it, what was done was done, right? Um, yeah. I thought the hardest part of the day was going to be climbing up that damn hill with my nine-year-old on my shoulders. But it wasn't. It was watching the first <laughs> half of that game. And I almost died. So, <laughs> I mean, aye, look, aye. when they say Chapel Hill, they're not lying okay
1: there's a a hill there (laughs)
3: there's a freaking hill there that's for sure okay so
1: oh yeah um you know it was it was rough overall because again it just seemed like their offense couldn't do anything i mean really their whole team for the most part but their offense is just doing everything right i mean whether it's drake may throwing to 11 different receivers or amari and hampton running for you know five yards carry uh it just seemed like there was, there was nothing we could do. And, you know, coming into it, too, obviously, football, you know, sports, period, <laughs> is a game of matchups. And North Carolina is really, really experienced and, and old on, um, and big on the offense and defensive line. So, obviously, that's kind of a mismatch to begin with that we would have to overcome. Um, and then, you know, obviously, we didn't. So, you know, first first quarter or first half. It was the first half or first quarter? It was first half. I think we only had nine. I think we had the ball for nine minutes something like that Our i'm not sure but just,
3: i think if i do the math right we had 70 yards in the first half total
1: y- yeah i mean <laughs> i don't even know if it was that much to be perfectly honest with you Um 16 6 that's that 22 52 you, 56 yeah I don't i'm think not think sure I think where to
3: find that stat by i think the
1: way. we had i think we had 55 yards um with i don't know nine minutes of offense. So our defense is on there way too, way too long. And, and honestly, you know, obviously a lot of that stuff, you, you know, what you said is right. You know, until we start winning games that we're not supposed to win. Um, you know, I know that there's, t- there's players that are frustrated or sorry, fans that are frustrated. I'm sure the players are too, but fans that are frustrated about it. I mean, I had a conversation with my cousin about it. I know that's kind of Sabo's, uh, my buddy, you know, I got some buddies and obviously we know the fans that are on social media that are, that are, you know, always complaining and negative, um, you know, they want us to be ranked. They we, we, want us to contenders. be in the, national, the football kind it, of, you, you know, if you're not ranked and you don't have a chance to even make, you know, a, ball, a good bowl game or like, you know, college football playoffs going, going to 12 teams next year. Um, I mean, that's just really what it is. And it's just tough because really when you look at it, I mean, we haven't had a coach in 20 years go to a bowl game in back-to-back seasons. Um, we went back-to-back but it was basically Schaefer's last year and Dino's first year. Um, but we've been in five bowl games since 2000, and basically three, four seasons. So in 20 years, we've been to five bowl games. It's one bowl game basically on average every four years. So
3: I think we go back to back bowl games last year and this year. I mean, that I is. I mean,
1: but that's the stats. I guess that's what I'm saying is, is that there's got to be next steps, right? I mean, exactly. yeah, you're always going to be a situation where oh, you got to win the game. They, we, you know fans want you to win games that you maybe you shouldn't win, like the year we beat Clemson. The year we beat Clemson, we didn't go to a bowl game. So, I mean, what do you want, right? And with that year, we won a game you want that both. we weren't supposed to win. And then on top of that, too, I mean, there's been years where we've played seven out of 12 games that we weren't supposed to win, right? At least now we're getting to a point to where there's only three games on the schedule that we're not supposed to win. Before, you're talking about five, six, seven, eight games that we weren't supposed to win, right? Which is why we weren't going to bowl games. So... I don't think any 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 fan in their right mind didn't have us winning these three games and i mean uh i understand the frustration but at the same time you can lose these three games and still go nine and three and at the end of the year you'll be happy
3: i mean i see a path to eight and five you know i mean nine and threes i mean it's true you know you could you could do that and we got you know the road stretch being the top three teams. The, well, I can't say top three anymore. Louisville looks pretty solid, um, but you know it's three solid teams in the in the ACC. And you know talk about um, just winning games you shouldn't. And it's it's about being contenders. You don't have to be ranked to be a contender, and to into just make people respect you a little bit more not that they don't tell you what not that fans and players don't respect us but i mean let's We had we had a conversation talking about mac brown wasn't even talking about syracuse during his press conference okay so you know you can take that what you want from it but let's be honest there's probably not a unc fan that that watched that game yesterday that before kickoff thought that they might lose. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that if you, yeah. if you, if you throw, if you, if you just, if 30,000 foot view, that was, that was a game that UNC was supposed to win and did win handily. And Syracuse made them look probably a whole lot better than they are because of the fact that we struggled. On offense, mostly. I mean, kind of the defense kind of was almost what we thought our, excuse me, their offense was pretty much what we thought it was going to be, right? I mean, I thought we could do a little bit better, but some missed opportunities and some bad calls or a bad call, let's just say. And, And I don't know, maybe there were more bad calls. That one was just so bad that it was, it overtook everything, which brings us to the call, right? Yeah, the the score is three to nothing. Um, obviously, UNC is 14th in the country and climbing for a reason. They're excellent, they're an excellent team. And I'm just going to preface this with the fact that I don't think this is going to change the outcome of the game. However, when it's three to nothing and you block a punt, and you're going to get that thing at your what 43 something like that. I think right.
1: So, so Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. No, it would have been their 40, 41. One?
3: They're, they're 41, yep. my bad. Okay, so I was on the wrong side of the 50. So um, the punt's blocked. The, 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 the punter's lucky enough to grab the damn thing. He's got the ball in his left hand. He's leaning in at the end of the play before he gets hit by, um, who was it? Uh, Sparrow.
1: I think Sparrow, yeah. Yeah.
3: So he's he's leaning in with his right, ball's in his left, I think the ball came out, too. I can't remember exactly, but anyways, the replays didn't show it. I was trying to verify It was a violent that. hit. It was a violent hit. He never reached the 42, which is where he had to get to. Coach is adamant. I left that. Pa- I usually take out pauses in the montage just to shrink them up, you know, to make it boom, 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 get the points out. And I right. usually will take a segment that that's that big in a montage and shrink it up and just keep everything important in there. And I tried to do it, and I said, you know what? I'm just leaving the whole thing because – his argument is exactly what is wrong with the ACC officiating or officiating period. I don't care that, that type of, you know, well, we're speeding the game up by doing the replays up here. And, you know, um, they give him one reason why they, they mark the ball, you know, the, well, he, he, he got the, he got the first down. Well, okay. There's gotta be, you assume there's an angle of that and that they see that he got the first down or there's undeniable evidence, right? Well, then you go back right. and review it and even the broadcasters, and I rewatched this part, even the broadcasters were like, uh, yeah, it seems like if you need indisputable evidence, it's there. I, By the way, I cut that and I put it on Twitter. If you need indisputable evidence, well, there it is. They still get the freaking ball back. It's, it's demoralizing for a team like Syracuse coming into a hostile environment and actually getting that play and stopping them short on fourth down, and it's supposed to be their ball, and they don't even get the ball because you got a bunch of people that are too stupid to realize that he didn't reach the 42. And to say that there's not an angle of that, then I guess the cameramen uh, was it on ESPN. I guess the cameramen on ESPN have you know better technology than what they have up in the booth because the camera angle that I saw was clear as day.
1: I don't. Yeah, there was obvious. It was I mean, very was seeing, obvious, right? Seeing the videos all D- over social media, Dino, there was obviously a video angle.
3: Dino was adamant. He said he had the angle. Um, the Bang Bang reviews—they seem to be screwing these up on a regular basis. Um, the, the the change for the reasoning and letting the call stand boggles my mind. Um, they got the camera angle. The game was three to nothing. It would have been momentum for Syracuse, and the Coach is hundred percent right. He didn't make it. So, and then we lose a timeout too. The officials are wrong. And what coach says there is he wanted them to know they're wrong and they're wrong. So what happens now until there's any kind of accountability for, for balls that are dropped like that, that it is never going to stop. And it's very hard to sit here and and say, well, you know, the coach, the, the, you know, we joke. Okay. We joke a lot about the ACC refs hate SU, right? It's mostly a joke. Is it though? Is a joke now? <laughs> I mean, what, I mean, it's very hard to sit here and be honest and say, man, I don't, you know, I don't think that, you know, they have it out for us. You know, it's just an accident. That that doesn't seem like an accident to me. It seems like an on purpose. Uh,
1: I think too. Again, I think that any fan can look into a game and find a bad call, right? Absolutely. Or. or they can think that you know the coach should have made a different play call in hindsight, right? I mean, that stuff—that stuff's going to happen. But to me, it's more of—I mean, then this goes back to even Dungy days. I mean, I remember going down to Florida State, Brizley, esteem There's a couple times. I mean, there was a couple times where it just seems like every time we play against a a team that, you know, we obviously need to play a great game, get some mistakes. You know, a team that technically we shouldn't beat, but you know, we might have a, you know, a puncher's chance. It just seems like the, like any time early in the game where there's any, any time where we could possibly seize some momentum, right. To possibly put the pressure on the home team or the team that's favored. Right. Like, I just feel like it gets taken away from us and it just not. And again, not every time they probably miss some calls and there's probably calls that they miss on us, but you Which know, is normal. They, for I mean, any they did game. it at Clemson, right? They did it at Clemson and spotted Clemson fourteen points. You know, it took a, took a, took chances away for us to put points in the board early, and um, you know, the same thing with with that call. And obviously, <clears throat> if it's close, then it's close. I understand if if it's you know, play on a field and you can't see, or it's un- and you know, you just don't have. Th- the view and you can't make it, you know, there wasn't undisputable evidence, then yeah, I get that. But this is two weeks in a row now where there was obvious, obvious video evidence of things that have happened. And even when the refs go back to review it and it seems obvious, they still haven't made the call. Well, and I just don't. And like you said, it's, it's not like that's the game, right? We can't turn around and say, oh no. yeah, we're definitely going to win that game if that call is made, you know, but <clears throat> with the way that game went, I mean, they punted once, and they got a first down exactly, you know what I mean yeah. like we, we punted yeah. six times, they punted once, uh, first downs were thirty three to eleven. I mean it was just so lopsided, but again, just based upon the, how that how that game started, you know I mean we were bend but don't break in a long drive in the beginning, they got a field goal, and then you know our offense didn't look great, defense right back out there, and that's the one thing we can't have. Um, obviously, our defense getting being on the field too 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 long um And we got that blocked punt, and that was huge momentum. It could have gave us a chance to – now, could Schrader and our offense have went out there and went three and out and punted the ball? Sure. Yeah, but – Again, you don't even give him the chance, right?
3: Yeah, it's still the three to zero, and you have a chance to pin them deep, okay, to use a phrase from the game. So,
1: Yeah, 37 16 to 22, 44 is the time of possession. So they had the ball for almost 38 minutes.
3: Yeah, well, we our first three offensive drives were, um, I don't think they were three and outs. The first two, I think, were three and outs. But the third one, I think we got a first down. And then it, that was when Trader was trying to make something happen, ended up fumbling the ball, and we, we actually recovered it. But, um, you know, anyways. Um, you know, I mean, there's not a whole lot more to really – say about it i guess it's just one of those things i feel like we're just constantly getting screwed on and i know you know if you're a unc fan and you're listening you could be like oh well you guys aren't gonna win well we know that probably wouldn't have won <coughs> but it would have been like you said joe it would have been it would have still been three nothing and we'd been putting them the ball and they would be you know hopefully trying to pin them deep and then we got to start all over again. And who knows, honestly, what happens. You, like you said, that was a win going down. That first offensive drive for UNC, you know, you get them the ball, and we're going to take the ball at the half. They go down, and it seems like they're just going to go right down and score a touchdown, and they don't. They get a field goal. That's a win. As far as I was concerned, at that point in time, that was a win. Yep. Um, and with that said, uh, the, the block punt was, was a win, too. And, and they didn't get a first down. So, but they gave them the ball it's it's really it's really it's really kind of gross. I mean, at this point, it's like we've talked so many times about basketball and football. Well, where's the consequences for these things when they're that bad? And the whole point of coach doing what he did, uh, like he was saying in the montage, was to have a record of it, that he did challenge it and they were wrong. And they and they challenged it and they bang, bang reviewed it, and they were they were wrong. And that, yeah. that stuff needs to be addressed. I'm sure it's not just Syracuse, but that stuff needs to be addressed. Is It's no fun watching a game if your team's just going to get robbed every week on one really bad play. It, they both resulted in seven points, by the way. Last week's resulted in seven points, too. That was a field position play. Yeah. So, whatever. You throw your arms up at some point and just be like, well, whatever. I guess they yeah. hate us.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that, that doesn't take away from the fact that we just got pushed around in the offensive or our defensive line got pushed around our offensive line got pushed around uh, oh, yeah. Schrader I mean Schrader. He was got chased 20, around 15 to 21 is not awful. But for 124 yards and, and you look at his average of 5.9 yards a throw. Obviously, he did not have time. Right. And you look at the fact that Drake may had enough time to pass it to 11 different players. And we had four players catch footballs yesterday. Yeah. Um, and it's just that's just not good enough. I mean, Donovan Brown made a couple of good catches, but, I mean, Valari, four catches for 11 yards. LaQuinn Allen, three for eight. Obviously, Amari Hatcher, the one time we had any type of time, you know, uh, he caught that 34-yard throw down at the sideline.
3: Uh, not a great throw either. He came back for that throw. It was almost intercepted.
1: It was a great catch. Yeah, great catch. He had to come back and make that. So, yeah. I mean, it's at the end of the day. That's just we need. We need more. We need better. Um, Damian Alford's is captain. He's six five, uh, and it seems to me like you know. And I don't want to bang on the on the kid, but
3: me either because I love him. He's like a class. The kid's a class act.
1: He is. He is absolutely. Absolutely. But it's just. It's just mind-boggling to me. The type of catches that he can make around the sideline and some of the catches (laughs) that he has made and then like the the touchdown that was right in his hands and then yesterday I mean that is no one's even near you just catch the ball and run like I don't yeah I don't get it so uh yeah I mean obviously we talked about it and it's the players around him um I don't know if you listened to Garrett Schrader but it seemed to me like he was
3: I did not. I didn't have time. Non,
1: nonchalantly calling out some players on the team, um, not by name, obviously, but you know, he said that there were some players that, you know, some players showed up and wanted to play, others didn't, and you, you know, know, talking about talking about how we got to you got to find the players that want to go out there and play, and um, you know, talked about how Drake May has you know the players around him, you know, he's got some great players around. I mean, he said stuff like that that were kind of to me like, you know, innuendos of we need to figure something out because we just don't have the guys. Well, every week know? we
3: talk about who's going to step up, who's going to step up, and it seems to be kind of someone different every week, uh, offensively speaking, as far as the wide receivers go, but, um, you know, it's just um, there's no consistency to it. No. And, gosh, you know, you, you come into the year and you're you're thinking about this receiving core, and you're like, man, there's so much opportunity here, there's so much talent here. Losing Aranda's sucks. It's terrible. It's going to affect us, but it's at the end of the day, I think we're going to be able to figure it out. And here we are, halfway through the year, and we ain't figured it out. Got oh, Amari. That's you got that's Amari Catcher right? that's probably been the most consistent. But like you said, Damian Alfred's our captain, he's got he's got to do better. And there's just it's it's so much different being at a game and being able to watch receivers run their routes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And the, the contrast between what our receivers were doing and what their receivers were doing was just, I mean, a, it was a stark difference. I mean, night and day. It, it wasn't even close. We had no separation. Damian Alford's, or excuse me, Amari Hatcher's catch that we just mentioned, you know, he fought for that catch. That catch could have been, it wasn't a great throw by Schrader. could have been intercepted. But he went and got it. I mean, yep. without that, by the way, we probably would have never scored. That was the one scoring drive of that game. So we, if we don't have that, yep. that was third down. We don't, we don't score in that game. We could have been shut yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, shout out to Justin Barron, who did come to play. 14 total tackles. Dude's got his uh, look. arms wrapped up. We don't know what's going on there. I'm surprised that wasn't someone, no one asked about that, by the way. Because I haven't heard any news about that. But dude's arms wrapped up, led the team in tackles with fourteen. Jaden Bellamy with twelve. I mean, ten solo for him, nine solo for Justin. And look, I mean, it wasn't for a lack of effort from uh, from a bunch of guys. And Justin Barron's been in the top three, if not the top two, the past three or four weeks in total tackles on defense. And um I mean hats off to him. The dude's playing with a handicap. He he can't grab anything. You know what I'm saying, Joe? Yeah. And, and I am not sure, but I think 14 total tackles is the most that at least he's had for the whole year in one game. So I don't know, man, if Justin Barrons going out there and he's tackling dudes with one good arm, <laughs> then it seems to me it seems to me like we should probably, you know, look at that as a as a as a, the standard, you know, yeah. and part of being a leader too. going back to Garrett Schrader is in, and I haven't read the book, but part of being a leader sometimes is putting that pressure on the people and maybe not directly, but letting it be known that, Hey, look, you know, uh, leaders don't take credit. They take responsibility, but I need help. Okay. And you know, yeah. Garrett Schrader is that guy. So I don't know, man. Something's got to get figured out there. I don't think it gets figured out next week. And, no. and you know, we're just going to have to take that week off and come back and <laughs> go on the road again on Thursday night at, in Blacksburg and, and see if we can write the ship. And I'm not blowing out next week like it's a like it's a total waste, like we shouldn't even play the game. But I'm just calling it the way I see it right now, and that's how I see it right now.
1: Yeah, That's and it. there's a lot of fans that are worried about you know the the collapse like we had last year, right after a five and one start or five and zero, oh, right? Six and zero, oh, and that no, was five and zero, oh, right? Yeah,
3: it was six and zero. Oh. We were six and zero, oh, and then we lost what five uh, in a row? Yeah,
1: five straight. Yeah. <clears throat> so they don't they obviously don't want to go through that. So, um, and and it's hard not to. I guess it's difficult because again, you know, we've talked about it. You don't know what the buildup every year is with the schedules, right? Like how are we going to build it up? Um, Every team that we've played that's got comparable or better talent, it doesn't look like our offensive line or our receivers, our specialty guys can – they're having a difficult time stepping up or showing out. And um, that's obviously concerning, right? Uh, We we look at the last five games and it's, you know, are we that much better than them? You know, are our guys going to be able to do that? Because yeah, some players did have a good game against Purdue, but was that not the Garrett Schrader show?
3: Again, I mean, yeah, that was what That was 196 yards rushing in that game, or something like that.
1: Right. So minus that game where he had to step up and be Superman, um, we've had Clemson and we've had North Carolina, and then next week we're going to we're going to have Florida State. And I mean, when you don't have guys that can step up and are capable of stepping in and, and making plays. Um, or it's just not consistent. Then it's easy for a really good team to game plan for that. I mean, you just put one on one coverage with these receivers; they can't get, can't get open. And spy Schrader, and stop the run, go get them. I mean, it's it don't seem that that difficult. So uh, again, obviously, it's up to the coaches to have the players to do that. But they had a run day, right? They had Trevor Payne. Yeah. They had a healthy Isaiah Jones. I think coming into the season, I don't think we felt like we needed to hit the transfer portal to get good players like North Carolina did. Their top two receivers, well, Tez Walker and then Nate McCollum, they were, they were both transfers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they went out and hit the transfer portal. They made sure you know, Drake May was out there in the transfer portal recruiting because he probably knows this is his last year, and he wanted a chance to go get an ACC championship. Um, and it looks like they're well on their way from what I saw yesterday. But, um, but yeah, it's… Seems like it it's just not – we don't – we're going to have to figure it out. We don't know what Ronde Gatson's doing. Um, but obviously the players underneath him, I mean, yeah, there's some good guys stepping up. Amari is stepping up. Dan Villari looks like he could be an athletic tight end. We've seen uh, Donovan
3: but, Brown step up. We've seen yeah. Damian Alford step up. It's the consistency.
1: Yeah, it's the consistency. So we got to figure it out. And, you know, if, if we can't figure this out, then this second half of the season could be, could be damn ugly. And you know, then it's going to come down to going and getting guys in the transfer portal next I, year to make to make something happen because you, we're going to be replacing Schrader too. So but
3: that's I was just going. I was just going there. I we're. I don't know. You've 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 almost got to put all your eggs in one basket at some point, and that basket being the transfer portal. Okay, we've seen the success of teams that have done that, and I feel like that. When it comes to like, okay, who's our quarterback next year? Schrader's not gonna be around. Like I hope they're working on that right now.
1: Oh well, if they don't show up that offensive line, it's not gonna matter.
3: Yeah, and that's the other that's the other point. It's like, what do we do with that? With the injuries and you know, just just the recruiting in general, and, and it's not not bagging on them, but let's be honest, we saw what where we saw yesterday where the gap is. That's the gap. Drake May's offensive line versus Garrett Trader's offensive line. That's the gap. UNC's defense is kind of a, statistically on paper, they're a mediocre defense. They're, I mean, their own people will tell you their defense is a problem. You know oh, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, with that said. But when you <laughs> don't
1: have problems to worry about other than I one mean, or two. Well,
3: right, yeah. Well, I know. And that's, you know, that's the, that's, that can be the difference sometimes. But with this off season, look, Syracuse, no doubt, in my opinion, is going to go to a bowl game, whether they end up seven and five, like, like I had said, or eight and five, I see a path to eight and four. I mean, that's just, I think not something we need to worry about. I think at the end of the day, the real question is, is what do we do without Garrett Trader next year?
1: Yeah, well, That's, it's too much of a season. There's too I, much of a I, season to worry I, about.
3: I know, but I'm just saying you, you better hope someone's working on it. That's all I'm saying. Um, anyways, all right. I guess we'll do some fan feedback.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, might as well. <laughs> okay, it's time to hear a from you. A lot of the same.
3: A lot of the same. It's time to hear from you.
1: It's time to hear from you
3: from the Loud House. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on that game. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I just think to myself, self, maybe you don't tweet that today. But I did anyway. And I've not read anything, but I did look to see how many there were. And there's a bunch on Twitter, which is where we'll start. And then, um, there's there's even more actually for whatever reason on Facebook.
1: Oh, that's because you know we got blown out. Facebook likes to be more negative.
3: <laughs> hey, that's so. so true. That's a great point. It's so true. It's like we went. They sought us out. Like where is that? Where is that post from Qus Militia? So I can air my grievances and just bag on everything, um, and be totally mm-hmm. negative. Look, there's a won't,
1: there's, won't comment when we win though.
3: Right. Yeah. There's there is a there is. A window of fairness to be negative. Yesterday's game is that window. Beyond that, though, like calling for the coach's head and the quarterback's head and all of these things, you know, I think is a little bit too much. At Baptized by Fire at the game, I saw old Dom at the game yesterday, and him and his kid, and they got to meet Damian Alfred actually. And Damien speaking of Damian Alford, um, I talk about him being a class act. Love him. I think he's a good dude. Uh, gave his gloves to Dom's son. Talk about his souvenir. It's pretty awesome, right? So, yeah. um, anyways, it's pretty cool. Uh, I don't. I got, so,
1: I got so much right there, but I'm just gonna be.
3: Uh, oh, do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, timeout. Don't
1: No, nope, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Okay. I don't want to I don't want the Facebook poison to be see- seeping yeah, into my veins, you let's, know.
3: Let's let's forego that cuz yeah. I know exactly where you're going. Yep. I don't think I would say this if if I wasn't at the game, but Drake May is really legit. I hate saying it, but he placed almost every ball in exactly where his receivers needed. I watched an NFL QB in person today. Uh, regroup, not rebuild onto Florida State. You, there's not much you can do. I mean there was a there was an argument that could be made that Drake may maybe could have gone last year, okay? He comes back, he wants to he wants to bump his stock up. and yeah, I mean, he's obviously an NFL quarterback. His passes are are perfect, and a lot of times if he goes through his progressions too, I mean you can watch him go through his progressions, and if he's got any kind of duress or he doesn't see it, then he takes off, and he only he, he takes what's given, and he's kind of smart about it. Okay, he's not the guy that's going to really he's he has I've seen him, but he's he's ended up uh, borderline injured uh, when he lowers his shoulder and things like that. But yeah, I mean it's hard. Look, Syracuse can't beat teams with good quarterbacks. I mean the secondaries just gets burned, and I feel like they're decent, but they just get they just get burned. They and they know how to. They know how to get open, and then the breakdown of the defense, and we just don't match up well against, like, the Cade Klubniks in the um, Drake maze, you know? Well, uh, yeah, no. At Oil Cues, everyone needs to stop effing complaining. We aren't as good as North Carolina, and we certainly can't get absolutely screwed when a block punt gets returned for a suspect first down. We're going to win a few games, but we're not going to beat FSU. I mean, there you go. Just, you know what? Look, hope for the best, expect the worst, on to the bye. You know, get out of that game <laughs> healthy. That's Try. Right. Try, effort, all of, that, all of those things. Stay healthy. You know, maybe – go ahead.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, speaking of health, I know that he did uh, – Babers did announce that we lost Dennis was Jr. Uh, for the season. Yeah. He left uh, with an upper body injury yesterday. And there were some – some some people were banged up. I saw Marlo Wax on the the bench for quite some time in a in the game, first half. It uh, looked like they were working on his, uh, his calf. I don't know if it was cramping. He did go back in, though, so obviously – you know, he was okay, but yeah, um, we definitely need to get get in and out of Tallahassee as um healthy as possible. I
3: mean, you would just put the replacements in and take a two-week bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean, and you, you look at it, I'm just gonna kinda hit this up because there is almost forty comments on Facebook. Um so Essentially, I'm just going to kind of hit up with um, with uh, the obvious comments, right? Um, Brian from Facebook was hoping for none of these three games to be a blowout with slim hopes of winning one of them. It was never going to be our game today, but with that blocked punt screw job and the non-first down with obvious replay was foreshadowing what the day was going to look like. Um,
3: Agree. Bye. Let's
1: see. Huh?
3: Agree. Bye. Agree. Yep. Bye. Right? Yep. Yeah.
1: I mean, as a fan, the blown call on the block punt was just maddening. How do you think the players felt? Why should we continue to try hard if the refs are going to blatantly F us? Mm. The game was absolutely over after that moment. Um, yeah. Um, where's the other one? I don't so my have br- a
3: ton about that in here. Well, yeah. No, no. there's a few. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just- I
1: mean, my brother could have asked that around the nine minute mark of the first quarter when the refs blatantly missed a call that's about (laughs) about the point i shut it off refs ruined it for me
3: that Um, it was egregious dude because how long were we sitting in the stands going okay there's no one's telling us what's going on the replays seem like it's short
1: well i mean it it was a hard hit the punter got blasted oh
3: i I know i know well there was there was a down player i know i realized that but you know, all the while were, you know, huddled over there, but all the while, you know, there's, there's, he gets up and then um, they piddle around for a little bit. They went to like a three minute commercial break and came back. And then the challenge is called and it's like, I barely saw the guy walk to the sidelines and he's, they just, it's first down UNC. And it's like, I, okay, I guess. But he's right. Alex is right. I mean watching at home, I would have been so much more pissed off, man. I mean, I would have been I would have been absolutely livid in, in at home watching that game. I'm, I'm part of me wishes or is glad that I was not home for that. Cause yeah because I just thought it was close and if they gave it to him on replay then I guess he got it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, at David Seven W, I feel like our team is much better than what we saw, which is why I am beginning to think we have coaching a coaching problem. I've been a defender of Dino up to this point, and I love the guy, but I feel like it's time for a change. I realize that could mean a step back for a bit. Look, here's the thing: I don't think it's completely. Look, I don't think it's completely fair to say that. After these past two games, I think all of the relevant um, criticism of, of coach is, um, I think some of it's legit. As far as a coaching change, though, I don't. Because you talk about a step back. I mean, it's, it's just, we get into, we talked about the punt on fourth and six. Obviously, this, these, these teams, this team was not ready for UNC. There's a preparation issue. Okay. <laughs> what you, what you, you're, making some, you're making some wild no, things.
1: No, I mean, it's not even sometimes it's just bad matchups. Or some, well, you know, yeah, I mean, this yeah. is, we're well, talking about a situation where we could be playing the top three teams in the ACC back ex- to back to back.
3: In that, and that's my point. That's why I said the past two teams, because get ready for Tallahassee, guys. I'm just saying, get ready. Okay. Don't go, hope for the best, expect the worst. And don't, Let's try not to be dramatic about it. Okay, it sucks. It sucks. Who knows? Maybe Syracuse goes into Tallahassee and, and wins a 24-21 to 21 game. I doubt it, but maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's why uh, they play the game. Boston College right. almost beat them. True. Okay?
1: True. I mean, Andy from Facebook, he said he's supposed to go to the FSU game on Saturday and said, anyone looking for tickets, LOL. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh man!
1: Oh. There's definitely some bring-on basketball uh, comments now on Facebook. The Simpsons meme, Chris the, Soprano, the, the, Homer Simpson they into
3: just, the bush.
1: No, it's just him sitting there, like Homer talking on the phone in the kitchen. It says they just plain sucked. I've seen the team. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there was just I don't know.
3: It's tough. It's tough. Look. It's tough. the The dude who's that Andy? The dude with the tickets to the Florida State game next week. Yeah, that's a t- that's tough. It is, you know. That was that was the joke behind my picture of of my son with Otto. I mean, I paid five hundred and sixty dollars to get this picture because that's. I mean,
1: uh, it helps that he lives. That he, it helps that he lives in Florida too. Yeah,
3: but. I mean, true, but uh, so yeah, you know it. it that's a good one though. I like that.
1: Yeah, top fan Tim on Facebook. Um, is it, what, is that, wow, that's the Tim, biggest. That's the biggest applause I've heard for Syracuse anything for the past two days.
3: <laughs> well, Tim <laughs> really takes it. Tim takes it home.
1: Really didn't think this is, is one they sh- they would win. That being said, it would be nice to see them not look, not look like complete shit in every big game. Yeah. So and that's
3: my point. Like when do, and we talked about being OK, what is your what is your gauge for a successful season for Syracuse football? And, you know, some said, well, I'll get to a bowl game." Well, me, I said, look, I think the bar needs to be raised. I think we need to keep raising that bar. I mean, that's what we do in real life. If you talk about your work life and you talk about what's a successful year. Well, you want that year to be better than the last year. And I'm not saying it should be like that with 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 sports all the time, but I feel like that's kind of where I just am, okay? So when we talk about that and we talk about what happened yesterday, what I think a lot of fans are looking for, reasonable fans, because I think I'm one of them and I think I'm pretty reasonable, is just to be competitive in these games, to come into a game like this. And, you know, you remember when we used to play Clemson close, like after we beat them, we played them close a couple of times and we still had a shot to win. It was like... It was like, you know, uh, well, we didn't win, but, you know, it was a good game. We had a shot, right? Like, that's kind of where I want to be, but I want to be like that in in these games.
1: Well, I mean, even in those situations, uh, every game, basically, that was like that, we took out their starting quarterback. <laughs> well, I yeah, mean, if true. we don't take out their starting quarterbacks, then, I mean, well, is it even a close game anyway? I don't know. You know, I mean, Trevor, well, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence gets hurt. and Chase Bryce, who's played for three teams, comes in and beats us, right? So...
3: That's true. That's true. But I'm just saying, you understand my, my, my overall point, though, It's just to be able to be competitive in these games. And and I think that you would see some of the morale in the fan base turn a little bit. You know, if you're losing games by, like, the skin of your teeth and you're really putting up a fight and everybody's trying their hardest and, you know, there's receivers that are doing their best out there and the, and the offensive line is giving your quarterback time on almost, you know, I don't want to say every play because it's probably impossible, but they're they're doing what they everybody's doing what they need to do and the damn game's closer than it should be based on you know the spread or where they feel we are and the other team is. I'm just saying to be competitive, that's what I want. I don't want to get keep getting blown out in games. Like how demoralizing yeah. is it to the, the guy at the helm? And I'm not talking I'm talking about Garrett Trader. Okay, I mean it sucks. I totally feel. Oh, yeah. you I totally feel. To play
1: pain. that type of game, in, exactly in front of fans, friends, and family in his home state.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can feel the dude's pain. It sucks. I mean, newsflash: I love Garrett Trader, Okay. okay he's he's probably one of my favorites and, and i don't know why i just think he's a he's a man's man he's like seems like he's, he's a guy you could stool up with at a bar he's humble yeah. he's a he's a,
1: he,
3: yeah i mean he seems like he just seems like a kind of guy that i would i would freaking i could get along with i could hang out with and he's a freaking yeah. animal okay so i'm a little bit biased and i don't like the the negativity towards him but with that said I mean, he doesn't want to go out there and lay an egg like this. Like, freaking, at some point, you know, the frustration for the fans and the negativity, man, that stuff sets in. It's tough. You know, you had the guys in the Mob podcast talking about keep the faith and talking about, dude, they, they took a swipe at fans filling the dome. The, um, Marlo Wax and yeah. Caleb Ocuchuku did. And you could see when the subject was brought up and they wanted to bring it up, but they didn't want to, they didn't want to be negative.
1: They didn't want to ruffle feathers.
3: They didn't, but the point was made.
1: Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I I heard it.
3: I heard it. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it's it's.
1: And there's not a lot of people. I mean, a it's lot of people. Fru- I it's see, frustrating,
3: I'm, Joe. I don't, it's just frustrating.
1: Oh, it's super frustrating, and it's obviously there's not a lot of people that are sitting here giving the players and, and obviously banging on Schrader either. I see a lot of you know bring on basketball garbage get rid of the coach and staff just sad clean house dina era dino era over uh top fan steve uh, another hundred yard
3: so i've not done that <laughs>
1: No, we got to give him his props. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. Um, another hundred-yard penalty day, which I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, four incompetent coaching decisions by Babers. Three turnovers. Two poor punts.
3: Well, what and were a the partridge
1: other... and a pear tree? No. Um, <laughs> and what a forty-point 40- other... loss. Too well... many injuries, and May pass for four hundred yards. Take Babers to the train station.
3: What were the other three coaching calls? <laughs>
1: The three incompetent coaching I don't know, he doesn't he said, get specific oh, okay. so. All right.
3: I thought he might well, yeah. I understand that frustration, I do I understand yeah. the frustration I just um.
1: there's a lot of frustration and you know, the same thing is, is everyone's, it's like it's like trying to walk or talk someone off of a ledge you know, and I mean, we've had these right, we've had the COVID years, we've had worse years than this where we've had to do this um, and I think a lot of it comes down to when we actually start to get competitive that's when we start bringing fans back and then fans i think they get the ptsd of the last couple of years of pascaloni and i mean from what i heard by um but dusty dvorak i think he was doing the uh, call on espn they said in the second half they were talking a lot about he was talking a lot about you know the team and how they just they're, they're going through a tough stretch and he said that um I guess he said something about how this team's most likely going to go down and lose to Florida State next week, and then they have a bye week, and it's time you know, it's, it's time it's to hit the be, reset button. And that's when we're going to know when we go to Virginia Tech and and, and we get off that bye week. There's got to be a change. There's got to be people stepping up. There's got to be something different. Um, they got to figure it out. And again, they won't be playing any quarterbacks with as close to talent as these last three, or really, I mean, so some of the teams are good, right? Um, I mean, obviously the Georgia techs and, and Virginia Tech. I mean, they have athletes, right. But they're not as skilled in all these different areas. And, and, we, we, we match up way better against these last five teams. So, um, you know, there's some noons magician articles, um, from, uh, what Kevin wall had one, um, That was kind of a talking off the ledge. Um, You know, it's just one of those things where you got to try to stay positive. And there's a couple positive ones in Facebook, too, right? I mean, you know, Jake Maley, let's be real with each other. Did you predict Syracuse to beat UNC, Clemson, or Florida State? No, you probably didn't even think that we would beat Purdue, so calm down, right? Um, And even, uh, you know, Jacob. This three-game stretch is going to suck before the season started. I still think they will end up 8-4, and 9-3 and three. after the FSU game. They have one game left against a team with a winning record. They just need to get out of next week with no major injuries, right? Exactly.
3: That's, so, that's where I'm at. That, yeah, is that, who's right. that, Jacob? That's, that's kind of where I'm at. Get out of next week without any injuries. Do the best you can and learn from this week and last week and go in there and, and ball out. Try your hardest. You know, um, At Keller – at Keller, 0103, our buddy Zach. Uh, our secondary got absolutely torched. Their wideouts were. Different, different Zach. This is our buddy Zach. The other one's our boy Zach. Our secondary got absolutely torched. Their wideouts were always wide open and multiple strides ahead. Good top 25 warm up for Upset City next weekend, baby. Well, that's the attitude I like. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, you, you, I don't think if you look at this schedule before the ball is kicked off or a coin is tossed. You don't there's not many of us picking them to win these three games to to Jake's point. And um it's just the reality of it. The problem is 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 having to live through it. It's an insufferable 3 weeks. And I, you, right? So it's like it's it's a, it's a tough 3 weeks and you know what? We're just going to have to endure it. And we don't need to day call it. Yeah, exactly. We can and do this together guys. He, yeah. It's been worse guys. Like just a couple it's of years ago. Worse. All right. It's been worse. So, uh, yeah. but my thing is, is I just want to get to the point where we're not talking about, you know, looking at the schedule and being like, well, Oh yeah. This stretch here. Now nah, they're not going to win a single game there. I want to, <laughs> I, 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 I want to be like, I want to look at it and I'm going to be like, man, I don't know. This is a tough one. This is tough. Yeah. You know, it's like how we were with the basketball team for years. It's how we were in the football, the football team in the 90s. It's like, you know, I didn't look at a schedule beforehand, but you go into every game with the, with, the, with the idea that you could win this game. That's how yeah, we,
1: that's you how could for a little while. And I, you know, I think that's where this whole – because there's different types of fans, right? And I think there's a lot of people that used to – the good old days, right? The McPherson's through the Pascalonis, and you look at what they did with Marvin Graves and, and even McNabb. I mean, he won pretty much nine games every year. Yeah. But but after that, which is why I mean there's people that were calling for Pascaloni to to go and he was still making bowl games every year. And now it's, we're clamoring as a as a because at the end of the day we're going to be playing national contenders every single year. Every year in the ACC there's going to be a couple teams that have that chance of okay, I'm got the best chance of going to the ACC championship, got the best chance of going into the college football, you know, playoffs. Um we're going to have those, you know, I mean until we can get recruiting back to where it, it was and once was um, and get this to a place where it's a destination where, you know, four and five stars want to come, um, then that's what it's kind of going to be. But we went from national contenders, good bowl games to, OK, now we're only winning six, seven games. And that wasn't good enough for these fans. And they wanted Pascal gone. And then what we got was garbage for the next four years with Daryl Gross and Marone had to come back just to make two bowl games and go 500 in four years. I mean, and that's just not good enough. We, when, when we lost Pascaloni and we brought in Greg Robinson and we did as awful as we did, we lost, we lost a fan base. We lost a football fan base. Um, and they only wanted to see contenders, national contenders, ranked team. They want, they want their team to be respectable. And it went from respectable and going to Gator Bowls and, you know, great bowl games to now we're going to these six and six, seven. And that wasn't enough. And they ran Pascaloni off. And then we got what we got. And now guess what? We're trying to claw our way out back to just getting to a point where we can go six and six, seven and five, win six, seven, eight games a year to just get into bowls every year. So, again, we are we are a step away still from these type of teams. And, and you know, five, six, seven, however many years ago, there was five, six, seven games on our record that was just like this. Oh, man, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be the underdogs and we don't got a great chance of winning this game. Right. So as we build and as we get closer to that, let's go to a bowl game every year, then less and less games on our schedule every year will be will be questioning. You know, it'll be okay. We only got three games this year that or or we only got two games next year. And I think that that's building. That's a step in the right direction. Right. Um, And it's kind of always been a step in the right direction from the Robinson all the way up. Um, They blew it up. They got a new AD. They got rid of Pasqualoni, and it blew it blew up the football program. And now we're trying to to make our way back. Uh, And again, there's going to be guys like that. You know, I mean, my cousin yesterday, it was funny. We were talking about it at his house when we went back home. And he's just like, I'm just sick and tired of going to the Pinstripe Bowl every year. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I get it. They, people want to be ranked. They want to go to a respectable bowl game. Um, so there are fans like us that are, you know, they, we see we want to be positive, And we see we still got five. Our last five games are, are winnable. But then there's these fans that are like, I'm not coming back. And you're not going to get me back until we start winning these games. And we start going to... <laughs> to honorable and respectable bowl games
3: yeah it's too hard-headed of a process for me i mean if you're a fan that is um well look okay so time out because i guess the only <laughs> i get it i'm just saying I if you look i just it. i just don't do it with syracuse and and I it's Syracuse sports is something different to me. It's like something that I'll never abandon. It's just not in me. I can get frustrated. I can get mad. I just I just don't have it in me to abandon them like that. However, when <laughs> there's a football team called the Raiders, they can f right off. I've been a Raiders fan since I was ten years old. Okay, so <laughs> I you know you take it, you move it out, you move it here, you move it there, you bring it there, and then you you you. You know, you make all these dumb changes based on what's going to line your pockets. That's a problem. It's just not like that with me for Syracuse. So I do understand it in the aspect of just sports in general. But that's, if, if you are a Syracuse fan, most likely it's because you live there, you grew up there, or you went there. And some of the people who went there seem to be more fair weather. Whereas some of the people that grew up there and lived there, and, 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 you know, like I explained it to people here, that's all we had. That's all we had in Syracuse is. Ice fishing, snowmobiling, Syracuse basketball, and Syracuse football growing up. That's it. It was just, then this, that's, it's just what we had. It's how it is. And for me, it's not something I'm, I'm, I can get frustrated. I can get pissed off. I can talk nasty sometimes, but I would never abandon them like that. Like, you need to do this before I do this. I just don't have that mentality. So it's a little bit hard for me to understand, but I do get it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I understand it. There was a generation of people that saw two decades of,
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. Of bowl
1: games and of of NCAA, so they're probably younger people. Is what Every you're saying, year. right?
3: Yeah, right, right. So it's it's the people who didn't live through that that are like, just maybe don't have that connection like it used to be. There's there's a gap there.
1: Oh, there's a huge gap. I mean, yeah. you got the younger people. That's that's why there's not. I mean, I don't think that I don't think that Syracuse has done a great job of getting the younger kids in the community to like them or to be fans of them for the past ten, twenty years. Um, maybe basketball was a little bit easier, but not football. I've so you got, these, you got well, these kids the last 20 years that haven't really seen anything, right? And then you had the, the, the guys that were – the people that were pretty much a you know, generation older than us, which normally are the ones that are on here complaining about teams not good enough. And they saw from 87 to 2000 and name it, three when we won a national championship and we were still making bowl games with Pascal You know, they saw two decades of just success and actual, like, national contenders.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, look, you know, it's easy for me to sit here and say this, but um, my kids have... I got a 16, about to be 17-year-old, and I know there's a lot of people that I even know just through doing this podcast that are in the same situation, and we've all raised our kids outside of Syracuse. And they are... As hardcore as I was when I was their age. My sixteen year old son is a Syracuse fan. He will never root for anything else. And I know it because of how he is in the in the in the 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 uh you You'd know, already that, chose another team. Yeah, he would point. have probably already picked <laughs> something else, but the but the you know the emotion that he puts into it after a loss, like yesterday, like just downright pissed you know not bashing the team but just pissed and um that's how i was you know so well you never know you, if he you, goes to college so it's it's so what i'm saying is it comes down to the parenting damn it raise <laughs> your kids right okay i'm kidding but um uh, let, let's let's go on let's go on and we <laughs> dude we could do a three-hour show about this okay yeah. we, we could and um i think everybody gets our point and there's plenty of other points to probably be made but um, after, after this podcast, I'm going to move on. And after you listen to it, I hope, uh, I hope you all move on, too, because it's over. Um, it's huh? A- at, it, huh? Go ahead. At Fleet Chris Brown, uh, distraction from the disaster of a game. Play Cuse Militia podcast at half speed. It's freaking hilarious. Okay. I've done that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. At half speed? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've done it. We sound, we sound we sound sloshed. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, it's so funny, dude. It's so funny. I recommend everybody doing that. Chris, thank you for putting that uh, in the forefront. Cause it is. It's funny. It's funny yep. as hell. You could do it with any podcast, but especially with Joe who's at three quarters of speed anyway, it's even funnier. What? I'm just kidding, Joe. At our Mastriano, this is the last one I got. Very disappointing. Poor offensive line play. And Trader was running for his life most of the time, Ex- except for Hatcher. No other receiver stepped up. And um, dismal pass coverage by the defense. At this point, barring any further injuries, see, at best, 6-6 six and six record. I agree with all of that until you give your record prediction for the end of the year. The analysis from yesterday's game was on point. But I think they do better than 6-6. Six and six. I still stand by that. These three games are going to be – they're not going to mean anything when we are coming out under the lights against Virginia Tech after a bye. By the way, UNC coming off a bye. So, no. I mean, that doesn't help at all. No, no. So –
1: No. And, I mean, you never know too because at the end of the day, we've seen this. We've seen strong, strong starts and then we don't get better. Right, we don't grow, right? We don't develop yes. as a team. Yeah, there's no in, evolution within the season, yeah. right? Yeah. There's no evolution whatsoever. Yeah. So, yes, today we can look at the last five games, right? And there's only okay out of the last five games. There's only one team with the winning record. Yeah, today we can say that. But these teams also, we don't know what they're going to look like in two, three, four, five weeks when we play them. If they evolve, then they can evolve to get better than us, and we could, you know, go backwards because again, we're not doing anything different. And teams know how to stop us. You know, if you don't think that. North Carolina didn't take nothing from Clemson as far as defensively and how they played us and that they didn't put it into their game plan, then you're crazy. And if you don't think that Florida State's not gonna look at North Carolina and do the same thing, then you're crazy. And then if you don't think on on yeah. Virginia Tech's gonna it's do fixed. it into everything, right? So that's yeah. why that, that bye week's gonna be very, very important. It's gonna have a lot to the evolution of this team and whether it's gonna be um, you know, a you know, or a regression or not, you know. I don't, I don't know um, what that looks like, which is why that Virginia Tech game is is so important. And then obviously next week, just staying healthy. So, um, but I did want to give you this um, last one on Facebook that I'm going to get to. Um, it's pretty funny. I think it's kind of right down the line of uh, probably how we should all deal with this. And I don't know if everyone thinks like this, but um, John Foley, um, very sad today. Less said tomorrow. By Tuesday, my hope, building that the program will rebuild itself for the next game to win. By halftime of next game, those hopes will be dashed until the following Tuesday. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's kind of just the evolution of day-to-day, like we said. You know, we're going to go day-by-day. Day. You know, yesterday we were upset. Yes, today we're a little bit less upset. Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to be doing the pre the preview of Florida State, and yeah, and just hopes that Same thing doesn't happen next Saturday.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, um, we could have a small issue. So, next Saturday. Like I said, let's get out there Um, unscathed and move on. I'm just distracted by some of this... um, I'm distracted by some of this, uh, the, the, the feedback. There's a couple of people asking that why even ask? Because that's what we do at the end of every game. We ask for your thoughts on the game. Why, I ask. why don't you just... Why are you asking? Well, yeah, why are you asking why I ask? Obviously, <laughs> you don't pay attention. So, either fly a kite with a hole in it, or participate, one or the other. Um, okay. <laughs> that's all I got, Joe. All right. Look. Yeah. Um... It was worth going there. We had some good laughs after um, making fun of what a waste of money it was. But at the end of the day, still had fun. Of course you want to win. It would have made it all that much better. But look, I love well, my Syracuse nice. Orange. I know you do. So stick with them. For Joe and Sean, we're
0: out. Peace. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up.